We are past January, my friends. Can you believe it? <laughs> it seems like this year is just going too fast. But what resolutions did you set for yourself this year? What goals have you been working toward? Are you where you want to be with them or did something take you off track already? When I was a gym goer and a fitness instructor, January was always so full with new faces at the gym, but I also knew it wouldn't last. I could hardly find a parking spot. My favorite equipment was usually occupied and classes were beaming at the seams. In February, I began to be able to breathe again at the gym and by March, it was back down to just the regulars. So why is that? Why do we start with excitement in January and fall off the bandwagon shortly after? Well, that's exactly what we're diving into today. So let's get chatting. Welcome to Red Hot Mindset. I'm your host, Gabe Cox, and through this podcast, I'm on a mission to help you step into the fire of refinement so God can mold and transform you into a woman ready to step into your calling and crush your goals his way. I do this by helping you overcome your mental barriers through a faith-based approach of building inner strength and resilience. Each episode, I will bring you thought process, productivity tips, and inspirational stories from everyday people, all so you can live intentionally and move forward confidently with the gifts God has given you. As a running enthusiast, I believe that life is one massive marathon, and it's up to you to run your own race and to finish it well. Step into the fire with me, because I know you will come out stronger. Hey friends, welcome back to Red Hot Mindset. I am so glad that you are with me today. And today we are talking about failure. <laughs> we are talking about why you failed, okay? Well, I'm not really addressing you. Well, maybe I am, but we're talking about really why is it so hard to stick with our goals? Why is it so hard that when we make a resolution or we make a goal, we're super excited about it in the beginning. We take the action, we think about it, we plan, but something happens. An obstacle gets in the way, life happens, schedules change. Something happens that takes us off track or gets us stuck and we just kind of fall off the bandwagon. It could be a little bit of self-doubt. It could just be that we didn't actually put in the effort, or maybe we just didn't really know why we were doing what we were doing. But I'm guessing that you know one of those guilty January gym goers I was talking about before the intro music came on, those who are amped and ready to go on January 1st to make real changes, but then life happens. They got too busy and prioritizing their health went right out the window by February or March. Or, or maybe that's you. Maybe I'm speaking directly to you in that instance. I know in the past, I've been there too. It took me a long time to get into a habit of working out. Uh, now that I'm in it, I love it. I don't think it'll change. But it is hard to make that last. We always have good intentions with our goals that we set for ourselves. But good intentions will not keep us on track. Good intentions will not keep us on track. This world is so noisy. You will encounter distractions on every corner. You just have to know distractions are going to come no matter what you are working toward. Even if it's something really small, distractions are going to come. Try to take you out. You will face challenges along the way. You know, when the going gets a little too tough or when you have the day after perfect, which John Acuff talks about. 
He's an author and a speaker. And he talks about the day after perfect. You're doing all the things right. You're checking all the boxes of your to-dos. But the day you mess up, the day you don't get everything done or you don't feel as productive as you should have been is the day you begin to let go. It's the day after perfect. Fear creeps in. You start making excuses. Maybe time. Maybe meh, is it? it's not that big of a deal. I didn't really want it that bad. You don't do it the next day, which means that the next day it's even easier not to do. And eventually you just quit altogether. Do you want some good news about that though? Perfect is impossible. It's great to have a plan and I definitely recommend it. I help you do that. It's good to have a plan to do all the things, but when you have a day that doesn't go as you plan, it matters how you respond to it and how you react the next day and the next day. Flexibility is good. I talk about flexibility all the time. We need to be flexible. It's important to adjust and adapt when we need, but it's also important for us to be consistent. So why do we fail on ourselves? What are some of these key factors that go into play? I have five of them for you today, and I'm betting you'll resonate with some of these for sure, if not all of them. I relate for sure because that's how I created this list. This list is all the things that I haven't done or the things, reasons that I've failed in the past. It's all the things I've lacked throughout the years while I've tried to tackle my own goals. And I've just come up with five of them. Maybe you're already doing some and you just need to implement one of these. Or maybe you're not doing any of them and you just pick one to start. But the first one the reason that you failed is because you had no clarity. You didn't really know what it was that you were trying to accomplish. How can you work towards something if you don't really know what that something is? Right? I mean, having no destination or no real destination, it's really hard to get there. You know, let's talk about the clarity of a diamond. I went and did a little research into what clarity actually means for these precious gems, and I'll leave a link in the show notes for some references. But to understand diamond clarity, we first must understand how diamonds are created. Natural diamonds are the result of carbon exposed to tremendous heat and pressure deep in the earth. This process can result in a variety of internal characteristics called inclusions and external characteristics called blemishes. Now, I'm just going to point this out. I am not a scientific expert, so it was hard for me to understand all this stuff, but I'm trying to make it as simple as possible for those of you who might be like me. Many inclusions and blemishes are really too tiny to be seen by the naked eye or by anyone other than a trained diamond grader. So to the naked eye, certain diamonds may look exactly the same. Like for me, I would look at a diamond and go, it looks beautiful to me. I mean, it looks like it has all this clarity. It looks great. But these diamonds can be quite different in terms of overall quality. Knowing what diamond clarity truly means helps you understand the factors that contribute to diamond quality and price. It helps you price the diamond. It helps you know how valuable it is. So why talk about diamonds? What does that have to do with you finding clarity in your interests or your passions or your goals or your purpose? I mean, that's what we talk about, right? Well, just like the more pure a diamond is, the more clarity it charts, the more clear you are on what you're called to do, the easier it is to actually work toward it. 
I love helping others create their dream mission statement, which is a statement that intersects your interests and passions with your purpose. Bringing God into it to hear where he is leading you next. That's one of the important steps, but I love to talk about this. The dream mission statement helps you break down exactly what it is you're trying to accomplish. It takes a jumbled mess in your mind and turns it into a clear picture. It's specific, and the idea is clearly spelled out for you. That's clarity. That's you knowing exactly what you want to do. It's knowing where your calling or purpose lies. So if you're interested in creating your own dream mission statement, I do have a free workshop available for you. I'm getting ready to update it, but it does walk you through a worksheet to really get that clarity on what's next for you. If you've been asking what's next because your kids are feeling a little bit more independent, you maybe have a little bit more time, you may just really feel compelled to do something for yourself, then this workshop could be for you. If you watch to the end, you'll hear about a program I have done in the past. That's being revamped too, so it's not available right now. But if after the workshop you're like, Gabe, I just need more, then reach out by email and let me know. Let me know what it is you're looking for, and I'll, I'll create something for you. Uh, my email is gabecox at redhotmindset.com. Easy peasy. I'll leave a link to the workshop in the show notes for you, but I encourage you to take the time to work through what it is you're actually after. How do you take your interests and turn them into a passion? How do you listen for God's leading and know that you're in his will? That's clarity. Number two, why you failed. You didn't have direction. You had no direction and you had no plan. Have you ever thought about taking a road trip but having no map, <laughs> no map, no plan, and no real idea of where you're going to end up. Like I've thought about that. I always thought this would be fun. The fly by the seat of the pants instinct in me says, let's go, but I've never done it. Do you know why? This is why I've never done it. Well, I, well, I think it's why it's probably because I have a lot of responsibilities at home with work, kids, activities, outside roles, and all the things that I just can't take off and go without a plan. But really, the real reason why I haven't done it is that the unknown of how it will turn out probably keeps me from it. It probably makes me a little scared of what's going to happen um, because I wouldn't have any direction. Without a plan, it's really hard to get where you want to go. If I didn't have a plan for this vacation that I really didn't know where I was going uh, or how long I was going to be gone, then I wouldn't really know some of what to expect. I wouldn't know when I'm going to get home. I wouldn't be able to plan out our schedule, um, be able to tell people when we'll be back for activities or for work or things like that. So um, not having a plan, though it sounds really great, like fly by the seat of the pants kind of girl that I am, but it really isn't helpful in the grand scheme of things. This is the same with your goals. Without a purpose, without an intentional plan, you'll be more apt to let go or give up early on or um, when the going gets a little tough, because it will. No goal is really achieved without challenges. I don't know if you know that by now. I would assume you know that by now, right? Um, you can have a really small goal and you're still going to encounter a challenge. You can have a big bodacious goal and you're going to have lots of challenges. No purpose is fulfilled without obstacles. That's for sure. But a well thought out plan. And remember, I talked about flexibility already. We need to have flex flexibility for when life happens um, because the plan can change. You got to adjust and tweak. You have to look back and reflect. 
but a well thought out plan is what will drive you to do the work. When you plan with purpose and create a roadmap to your finish line, it's easier to see where you're headed and to be able to take those stepping stone actions that are necessary to get there. It's easier to see the results too. I know we shouldn't be looking at results all the time, but you do want to see some results as you go so you know it's working. But when you have a well thought out plan, it'll help break up your overall goal into those mini goals along the way. And all those mini goals are little results that you can see. This helps keep it feeling attainable and realistic in your mind. You need direction in order to get to a specific destination. So you need a plan. Number three, why you failed. You had no support. Did you know that it's harder to do alone? (laughs) All right, mama, I know you because you're like me and you think you can do everything on your own. You want to do everything on your own. You don't want to ask for help, right? You want to be able to be super mom or just feel like you can do it all. As mamas, we think we need to do it all for everyone and we are terrible at asking for help. Am I right or am I right? (laughs) I'm telling you, I have burned myself out so many times trying to be all for everyone and it wasn't until I broke my ankle and couldn't do all the things that I realized how important asking for help is. It took me a long time. Let's see, I would have been, it was about three years ago, so I would have been 35. So it's 35 year lesson. I mean, come on, seriously. But I couldn't do everything. I couldn't drive my kids around to their sports because I couldn't drive. I So I had to rely on others to help me do it. Sometimes my husband couldn't. So I had to rely on family and friends to see if they could pitch in. And guess what I learned? They were always happy to help when they could. Asking for help is okay. So do you have a friend you could carpool with for school or or your kids' activities so that you don't have to be in the car as much and maybe you can catch a short amount of time to work on your own things? Or what's something you could delegate to your kiddos to help you out around the house? Mama, your kids are highly capable to help out and they should from an early age. It's a part of being a family. We all do our share. Your kiddos are no longer in diapers and you no longer are doing everything for them. They are more independent. Now it's time to teach them how to help out around the house. And remember, done is better than perfect. So show them how to do what you want done, but then don't worry if it's not done to your standards because it's not going to be. (laughs) It's never going to be done to your standards. Just thank them for doing it. That will go a long way. It'll make them want to continue to help out. What's something that you could ask your husband to help out with so that you can have 30 minutes or 60 minutes or 90 minutes even to work on your passion each week? I was listening to Sasha Robertson from the Intentional Abundant Life podcast the other day, and she was talking about how she and her husband schedule in time for themselves. One week, she got a night to herself and he helped with the kids, and the next week, he got a night to himself while she stayed home. This was a way to break up the monotonous parts of their schedules and to provide them each with a time, a way to refresh and be themselves and get to just enjoy their own interests. And I loved that idea. What if you could have one to two nights a month away for just you, an hour or two hours or three hours, not, not saying you have to be gone all the time, right? Just a few hours. Could that help you have time to work on the desires God placed on your heart? I know for me, when I get out of the house to write, because writing is one of my passions. When I get out of the house to write, 
I do a lot better than when I'm in the house because I, my mind's not filtered, filtering everything that I have to do, um, the messy house that I have or all those to-dos. I'm out of the house and displaced from that so I can focus a little bit more. Or how about a childcare swap? One thing a friend and I did when we lived in the same state, because now I'm in Colorado and she's in Indiana and I really miss her terribly, but what we did when our kids were younger is that each month she would take my kids for a full day, like literally from eight in the morning until five at night. And I'd take hers for a full day. And, you know, it was like every other week kind of a thing, or not every other week, two times a month. So I'd take them one time and she'd take them one time. So we kind of just split that uh, every couple of weeks. And I didn't feel a bit guilty about having the day to myself. Do you want to know why? because they were having a lot of fun. They were with their friends, hanging out, having a good time. And it was just so nice for me not to have that mom guilt, because I think that's one of the reasons that holds us back from doing something for ourselves or spending time with ourselves is that mom guilt. We feel like we have to be with our kids 24-7, but we don't. They actually don't want us to be with them 24-7. They want quality time when we are with them, but they don't need us all day, every day. And that was really amazing having that childcare swap. The kids have a, had a great time together. And that day, I tried to do things that I enjoyed or things that would move my business forward or writing my books, things like that. I didn't want to worry about house cleaning or cooking or housework. Um, I sometimes, that's why sometimes I did stay out of the house. I'd go to a coffee shop and spend hours there because I didn't want to think about the home things that I needed to do. Think about what you're passionate about, what gifts God gave you and where he's leading you and work on that in that time. Or maybe take a nap because that could be good too. <laughs> Naps are always good and refreshing, but think about something that would let, let you refresh and refuel. That's what I would encourage you to do in that day to yourself. But you know, these are just suggestions and ideas of how somebody else could help support you and help you so you can find that time. This is so, so important. Um, no matter how you find the time, just remember, don't mom alone. Find your people. Find your tribe. You can help others out too. And you do. I know you, mama. You help others out all the time. Allow them the same blessing to help you out because they're willing. They're so willing. And you know what? When it comes to the kids swap, I loved having my friend Michelle's kids at my house. You want to know why? Because then I did the housework. I, I could clean. I could do other things while I'm watching them because they're playing by themselves too. So it really was entertainment for my own kids. So I didn't feel guilty about not spending time with them. But that's when I did my housework stuff. That's when I would do deep cleaning or just these little to-do things that I didn't really want to do, you know? So I got to focus on that. So it was like I had a day to focus on myself and my interests or my passions or where I'm feeling called. And then I had a day to do those menial housework things. And it worked out very nicely. So especially if you have younger kids, I highly recommend this. It's a great thing. Now I have older kids and I can just say, Ethan, you're babysitting for a few hours and I can go to the coffee shop, right? So that's even more fun. The more independent they get, it's like, whoa, I don't, I'm busy. I'm still a busy mom, but I can make that time and figure it out. So number three, find support find that help. Do not mom alone. 
We need community. And if you're still looking for a tribe, if you're looking for community, come hang out with us in our Facebook community. It is free and it is so much fun. We encourage each other. We support each other. There's teaching and there's learning and there's growing. And and I want to hear from you. I want to hear what's how this podcast is affecting you. I want to hear your momming advice and um, how you organize things. I love hearing from you. So come join us. And it's called Mindful Mamas right now, but we're switching the name. And it's going to be called Simplify and Motherhood or something like that. So anyway, I'm going to leave a link in the show notes. Um, So come join us. Come hang out. So the fourth reason why you failed. You had no accountability. It's really hard to hold yourself accountable. It really is. It's hard to hold myself accountable. You'd need an accountability partner or a coach or someone who will keep you on track. So there's a couple different options. You have that accountability partner, right? It's someone who's kind of more like your cheerleader. You're both probably working towards something. You both have an interest you're working on or a business you're working on or just really feeling led to get into ministry, whatever it is. And you can kind of share what you want to get done each week. And then at the end of the week, you share what you got done and maybe any places that you may have been stuck on because um, that accountability partner can help kind of just motivate you to keep going or maybe has a thought of how you can get unstuck. And you can really just feed off of each other. I love this idea. And when I have a big goal, I do make sure to have an accountability partner because it's important. And I actually have a mastermind um, chat with a few other uh, mamas who have businesses and we chat almost daily. And it is a little accountability because every Monday we talk about here's the one thing or the few things I really need to get done this week. And on Friday we come in and say, here's what we got done, you know, and then just along the way, if we have a question, we just pop it in the chat and um, more minds together really helps and you can really solve things and move forward. So, um, and also with that accountability, it's harder to quit on somebody else. So because I have that accountability group, um, I feel like I have to keep going. (laughs) I can't just easily quit and say, I'm done. I'm throwing in the towel because they're kind of expecting me to continue. And so it kind of, it kind of holds me to a standard, right? So it's kind of cool. Now, a coach will give you the tough love that you need to push past that longing to quit. A coach kind of helps you develop your strategy for how you'll accomplish your goal. And sometimes when you have a coach, um, usually it's an investment because you're paying that coach, you're going to stick to it, right? So if you're paying somebody to help you, it's going to be harder to quit because you're going to do the thing. And um, when you invest in yourself, you're more likely to actually do what you said you're going to do. I think about this. I'm in a mastermind right now for um, podcast growth. So learning really some in-depth podcasting and how do I get this podcast seen? How do I get my message out? Who am I speaking to? What do I really want to do with this? Why am I feeling led? Why is God calling me here? And I invested in it and it wasn't just this small investment, but I knew I needed to do that to get the kick in the pants, to actually do the thing and um, to have that accountability, to have a coach telling me, have you tried this yet? Um, What do you think about tweaking this? Uh, Have you, you know, where, where do you really want to go with this? What's, what's your purpose behind it? You know, just having that and then having the 
uh, community aspect as well of others who are in this program. And we can work together and just ask each other questions and develop these relationships. And, um, and so I invest in myself as well in the coaching sphere because I know that I'll take it more seriously. Your coach can also see things in you that you may be blinded to. You may not be able to see everything that's going on, but your coach can usually steer you in the right direction or help you through that because most of the time the coach has been there, done that. Um, Maybe not this specific thing you're doing, but they have overcome whatever certain obstacles and they know how to get unstuck and they can really see things and guide you. And that's what a purpose of a coach is. And so I highly recommend getting some type of accountability, whether it's an accountability partner or a coach, depending on where you're at and what you're trying to accomplish. Like if you're trying to build a business, maybe a coach would be good. If you're trying to um, start a ministry, maybe a coach would be good for a while. Um, But if it's a goal, a smaller goal, like I want to run my first 5K, maybe an accountability partner would be just fine too. Um, just kind of getting you out there training, right? Um, so if you are feeling led to have a coach, um, I do that. So pop a message to me, Gabe Cox at Red Hot Mindset, and I'll send you the details. But I would love to be that for you if that's what you're looking for. So we've got a lot of different things. We're on to number five, the reason you failed. <laughs> this one's an important one. You had no why. Okay, you did have a why starting out. Your why was, I want to lose 10 pounds because I think that would be good for me. I want to lose 10 pounds because um, maybe I'll feel better. Okay, that's a great why, sure. But without a deep why, without knowing the root of that why, you're going to quit. It won't matter enough to you and you are going to make the excuses until you believe really in your goal. And the only way to really believe in that goal is to develop that deep-rooted why. So tell me why you made the resolutions you did this year. Why did you set the goals you did? Why is the goal on your heart so important to you? Why is this, this feeling, this desire that God is placing in you, why is that so important? I'll wait. I'm actually wanting you to think about this right now. Pause this episode if you need to while you think. (laughs) All right, so you have that why. Then you need to dig deeper. That why isn't your why. (laughs) And I know maybe you've heard this before, but really I tell moms to do what their young kids do all the time. Like, do you remember when your kids kept asking you why? Why is the sky blue? well, why? How does that work? Like they really want to start digging deeper and and hear the deep-rooted why. Maybe. I don't know why they ask why 500 times a day. But but anyway, that's what you're going to do. You're going to just keep asking why until you get to that root of your desire. Like you are really going to find it when you do that. So why do you want to lose 20 pounds? Well, I want to get healthy again. Okay, that's great. Well, why do you want to get healthy? Um, I want to prevent disease as much as possible. Okay, well, why do you want to present, prevent disease as much as possible? Um, I want to be there for my kids. Well, why does that matter to you? 
well, I want to be able to be active with them and truly be present. What would having that do for you? Well, I'd feel a deeper connection with my family, and that presence will create a bond and form precious memories. All right, all right. So right there, we got closer to that root why. It actually has nothing to do with wanting to lose 20 pounds. It's what that would do for you. You'd feel good and have the energy to keep up with your kids and to build those memories with them and to be present for them. Do you see how that works? Dig to the deeper rooted why. When you put that why in front of you, it's harder to quit on yourself, especially if there's someone else in that why. Like if you're doing it and your deep-rooted why has to do with your kids or your deep-rooted why has to do with your spouse, it is a lot harder to quit. All right, so those are the five key things. The reasons you may have failed are rooted in five things. The first one is you didn't have clarity. You didn't really know what it was you were trying to accomplish. The second one is you didn't have direction. You didn't have an intentional plan. The third, you didn't have support. You forgot to ask for help. You didn't have a community to support you and encourage you. Number four, there was no accountability. You didn't have an accountability partner or a coach to help keep you on track. And number five, there was no deep-rooted why. You didn't really know what it was that you wanted to do this for. So you didn't have the motivation behind it. So which of these are things that you haven't implemented yet? Maybe you've implemented a few of them, but you're like, yeah, you're right. I need an accountability partner. What is something that you can do right now? Which one of these can you add as you Go after those interests and turn them into purpose and go after that calling that God placed on your heart. What's held you back this year? Do you have clarity on your goal? Do you have direction and a plan for your goal? Do you have the support you need to work on that goal? Have you found accountability for your goal through a friend or a coach? Have you figured out your deep-rooted why behind your goal? Those are questions I want you to ask and reflect on this week. I challenge you this week. Take some time. Now you know how to find it because I told you about all the different things that you can do. You can swap. You can ask your husband for help. You can ask friends for help. There are ways to make time for this. But I want you to evaluate where you're at with your New Year's resolutions or your goals that you set for yourself this year and look at any of these five key pieces that may be missing. I encourage you to add just one this week and see how it helps. Then you can add another and another as you get these formed into a habit until you have all five, clarity, direction, support, accountability, and a why. And if you need help with that, reach out. I'm here. I'm here to coach you. I'm also here in the community. So come join us in the free Facebook community. Again, I'll link the, in the show notes, I'll link the free um, dream mission statement workshop in there and also link uh, my free 10 disciplines checklist so that you can kind of see what are some of the things I need to implement to reach my goal. I hope this helped you today. 
I don't want you to think you failed. That's not what I want. But I want you to see how quitting on ourselves will create more self-doubt, more guilt, more like feelings of inadequacy. So how can we go from quitting on ourselves to believing, truly believing in this calling that we have and going after it with all our heart and going after it knowing God's right there leading the way and going from quitting on ourselves to flourishing, to doing the thing that we are called to, to doing the thing placed on our heart. So mama, failure is not a bad thing. It's a teacher. So see where it is that you need the help. See what which question that I just went through is where you're having struggle and work on that this week. I'm here to support you and encourage you and I love that you're here with me too. In all things I pray, you just run your race. I believe in you. Thank you so much for joining me today. I had a great time and I hope you did too. Before we go though, make sure you subscribe to the podcast on your favorite listening platform if you haven't already. This will make sure you have access to all future episodes so you don't miss any of them. If you resonated with this episode, please consider leaving a review on iTunes or Spotify as reviews are an important part of growing this podcast. If you have any friends or family who you think would enjoy this podcast, be sure to take a screenshot and share it with them. And if you're not a part of the free Mindful Mamas online community, consider joining us. It's a community built to provide support, mindset, and encouragement as you develop your gifting, live intentionally, and go after your biggest goals, God's way. Head on over to www.redhotmindset.com to check out the show notes and find the link to join the community. I hope you step into the fire with me each and every episode because I know you will come out stronger. That's all for now. Talk with you real soon. Bye, winner.